0: Yeah, I just called Shari, shared uh, I just called him Daddy for a week, so I think I <laughs> have to agree. I just called him Daddy, just called him Daddy, 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 Daddy.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the SSFL podcast. I'm here with the usuals, Mr.
0: Kevin Tate, how are you? Uh, I'm good, happy to be younger than the podcast for the first time.
2: Thank you for asking. And Tony, how are you? Uh, doing great. Continuing to prove people wrong on a weekly basis. Uh, underdog story is almost complete. And Eric, oh, um, can anyone hear Eric? Like The basement's pretty far away.
1: Um, I guess <laughs> we'll have to check back in with him later. Uh, so let's start maybe with a quick look at the playoffs. Uh, we got one week left. And then we're into tiebreaker week uh things might be spicy might not be we'll start at the bottom mm, harsh james kenny brandon and eric are all toothpicked take them out they're done they're already on the ledge cooling <laughs> things get a little more interesting after that uh, tyler jay and dion are in a kind of weird spot where they need Shar and or mike to lose and they need to win to get a chance at a tiebreaker spot, a tiebreaker mm-hmm. into the playoffs. If both Shar and Mike win, then that's it. That's the playoffs. Shar, Mike, the three of us, and Kyle make six. And then things get kind of more weird for playoff buys. Uh, big money on Kevin beating Kyle for the integrity of
0: the league. (laughs) The Murrays couldn't get it done last week. Uh, So it falls to Kevin. Yeah, it would be uh, nice after getting absolutely dicked down by Josh Jacobs um, (laughs) while I was at a one-year-old's birthday party that I hardly know the parents. So... um, Awkward hour and a half, and even worse, 10 seconds when I got inside my house and checked the score. doesn't sound appropriate for a one-year-old's birthday party. Kind of what I thought. They're our neighbors. They're very nice people. um, And we've, like, we've gone over and had, like, a drink. We've got to know them. Mm -hmm. But their kid was turning one, and it was very kind of them to invite us. But it was also almost like this understood, like, I mean, like, you're invited and, like, come say hi. But, you know, anyways. I think they did you a mercy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know what I agree I was actually saying to Brendan before you got on that like <clears throat> I was like slightly annoyed because I felt like my team was underperforming but then like when I saw it was getting away I was getting annoyed very annoyed and then after the party I was like okay well at least that's over you know what I mean yeah, yeah.
1: so with a win Kyle clinches first obviously <clears throat>
0: This is such a travesty if that happens, Kevin you cannot allow it. <laughs> I feel good. I had a terrible down. I had a bit, uh, down week this week. We'll bounce back next week, no problem. If Kyle
1: loses, then he's playing for a uh, for a buy, along with any of the three of us that win. Basically,
2: yeah. I mean, there is also a scenario where uh, Brendan and I lose and Kevin wins, and then it's just then it's a little bit interesting that. Kevin and Kyle are just playing for the number one seed to see who gets to pick their opponent. So that's kind of interesting, but yeah, uh, but yeah, it, it, anyone who gets to nine, assuming Kyle loses, anyone who gets to nine wins uh, will be in that mix for the first overall uh, spot in the buy, but then also the second overall spot in the other buy will also be uh, up for grabs too. So some interesting shenanigans there.
1: I think the biggest games to watch for me are Char and harsh and Mike and James uh, Char and Mike, with wins basically kind of seal up playoffs?
2: Not basically. They they do. Yeah. Right? Like it, yeah. It, whoever, if either of them, they have their, yeah, they they secure their win own fate. In. Yeah. Um, for the sake of the league, it's better if they both lose, so that any of the six and six teams that win will enter that, uh, like a crazy tiebreaker. So.
1: Yeah, there are there are like a couple different scenarios where we have like four and five way tiebreakers, either totally. for a buy in the playoffs or to make playoffs.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are of the six and six teams, um, are, have we forked any of them? Did we fork Tyler J or Dion? No. Nope. Did we fork Dion? I don't think nope. we did. Right. He his name. I wouldn't allowed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think we tr I think you tried to convince us and Kevin said no. No. Yeah,
2: that sounds about right. What and Justin we didn't and I, did we do Tyler? I feel like we did.
1: I feel like we did, but I don't remember.
2: The 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 big concern here is uh Sherry R, who um if he wins then we're locked in for a shotgun. Oh, at no. least one. Yeah. On the
1: That is definitely true. So yeah. we uh Hey, that's we, my fault real. though. That's my fault. <laughs> yeah
2: couldn't get it done but hey you know speaking of um maybe transitioning to in, into the playoffs like you know it's it's all about peaking at the right time and oh my god no i'm not talking about myself i'm just saying is there a team <laughs> <laughs> is there a team of these guys like the 7 and 5 like the ones who haven't clinched playoffs right so 7 and 6 wins um that you don't want to play in the first round like a like, sort of like a you know like a buzzsaw or a berserker team if you will because for me i'm looking at shariar's team and i know we all make fun of him for like just barely getting by but with jonathan taylor and um josh jacobs cd lamb keenan allen now looks back and healthy like he's been putting up some monster weeks and it's not a team i would want to play in the first round of the playoffs, personally. Yeah, I just called Shari,
0: shared. Uh, I just called him Daddy for a week, so I think I <laughs> have to agree.
2: Like I'm looking at Dion's team. Like the Pacheco is really filling in nicely. Um, that cup injury still hurts a lot, though. So um, I, I don't know. Like if that if he's a real like powerhouse, Mike's team I think is. Ugh. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, and and Tyler's team doesn't necessarily scare me too much so um yeah i think it, i think it's charie's team that's not a team that uh, i'd want to play at all
0: i think chase coming back really takes mike's team down just a half step for me which is a half step you can't afford when you're chasing bitch <laughs> yeah i mean i think like in terms of franchises that i'm
1: scared to play against it's always char it's always mike it's always Dion. these are the people that i seem to lose to every season but in terms of teams this year it's got to be char. Mm-hmm. Like we talk about this having needing to have explosive players this year it feels like more than ever. And like Josh Jacobs, yeah. Jonathan Taylor.
2: Uh yeah. Yeah, I mean but those two guys are are here. But even um no but like CeeDee Lamb can go off too the way that Cowboys offense is playing. Yeah. And Keenan Allen is back. Like, that's what I mean. Like, it's kind of it seems like he's speaking. And don't sleep on Gino, who's been a very solid quarterback. Gino has been
1: great yeah. compared to, you know, the field. Uh it's interesting you say Pacheco, because uh I've watched every single KC game, but he seems solid, but I'm surprised that he's been scoring fantasy points. But yeah, it looks like he's been pretty good. Yeah, he's getting lots points. of work too. So. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. getting lots of work. It just yeah. seems like, you know. The end zone is uh, where Kelsey lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I did. The, I rewatched uh, some of the Thanksgiving games and the Lions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, DeAndre Swift, they're on like the like fifteen or something, and he runs it in for a touchdown, like a really gritty, like you know, don't stop driving touchdown. And then they review it and they call it back. His knee was down on like the two or whatever. Cut to the next play. And Jamal Williams is in there. (laughs) They end up going like three and out or whatever. But just like, who did DeAndre Swift
2: sleep with? I I think I saw someone talking just because based on hard knocks that the running backs coach just doesn't like DeAndre Swift for some reason. And I think part of that is Jamal Williams is like a very charismatic team guy and he always does what the coaches ask and i think like some of these like yeah i see enzo agrees some of these like old school coaches just love a guy who's just like does what he's told and like you know gets what's blocked and and, and plays hard and
1: just guys being dudes yeah
2: yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> we're just chilling but uh yeah it's been a nice it's been a nice little um little vulture for you brendan
1: Yeah, ultimately, you know, it didn't help me last week as I uh, lost the Battle of the Lions to Tyler, Uh, but it sure did feel good. It was funny to watch. Is is there anything else from last week we wanted to cover, or should we, uh, you know, do some classic SSFL overreaction? Let's overreact. Let's overreact. What we do best. So I think that it's pretty clear that the biggest trade this year was Tony's trade with Harsh for CMC.
0: Yeah, and dumbest. Um,
1: and dumbest. I think that Harsh's team with CMC on it is a whole other beast. Probably one that might be sniffing playoffs. One that might be having fun, even. Nice. Some some people some people might have even have whispered that he toothpicked himself with the trade. Enzo agrees. Hmm. Um. But I think the interesting thing is that the trade is predicated on a bunch of players that Tony didn't start the season with. It was players that he traded for, or one, he traded for Amari Cooper, who ended up going with uh, Lamar Jackson for CMC. It's pretty clear that, or it's not clear, but like I feel like I lost the trade with Tony, but not by much. And I still stand by the logic that I used to get to this point. And don't feel that bad about it.
0: But Can we remind everyone what the trade
1: was. Sure. So I sent Tony, uh, Etienne, and Cooper for Jeff Wilson and Waddle. Um, at the time I was pretty high on Waddle. I watched a ton of Miami. I think two is great. I think their offense is great. Um, plus, he's got a sweet touchdown dance. You know, good equity there.
2: Yeah, and he's been good, right? He's by no means, like... No, yeah.
1: Bad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think I sort of missed how short Jeff Wilson's stay in San Francisco would be with Elijah Mitchell coming back, although it's hard to tell because they got CMC, like, three weeks later and then traded him, and it's, like, kind of well, blows everything it, out the window.
2: Yeah, like, if you just look at it from this point, you're like, oh, that's actually... An interesting deal because Jeff Wilson is now like a startable asset for the Dolphins, but obviously you, you couldn't have known that. Um, I think I don't even know who owns him now. Doesn't Sherry Art own him or something? Like he's someone he was yeah. dropped and then picked up, right? But um, yeah, but yeah, at the time it, he was a bit of an expiring asset. But Waddle is also kind of that good. But sneaky was how good Amari Cooper has been since that trade as well. Um Yeah, I think. Like, he's been more consistent
1: than he was when I had him. Mm -hmm. He was still good. Like, I think that it wasn't nothing to send him away. I felt like he was the better of the two players when I sent him to you. Like, we talked about this. uh, Eric mentioned it a while ago, but, like, when you watch a player every week, you see a lot more of their flaws and things, and it's Mm -hmm. easier when you don't to, like, just find a player and be like, oh, they're good now kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, like it's easy to forget that ATM started the season with a bunch of like pretty medium weeks, Mm -hmm. uh, like emphasized by a bunch of like comedically bad drops and fumbles. Mm -hmm. And like, that's the kind of thing that I probably do have less patience than I should for, but it was just Mm -hmm. like, get this away from me. Mm -hmm. So I don't like feel bad about that.
2: I mean, I feel like I got two like number one players at their position for waddle and jeff wilson that's how i feel about it looking back but what's more interesting is that amari cooper turned into christian mccaffrey um with lamar jackson so that's like that's the more like interesting absolutely like a three-way deal so what i like if you and then also zeke turned into uh juju with harsh as well so Like, I've thought about this. What I gave up was um, Waddle, Jeff Wilson, Zeke, and Amari Cooper, and Lamar Jackson. And I got Christian McCaffrey, and Travis Etienne, and Juju. I feel like that's, I don't know, I feel like maybe it all comes out in the wash one way or another. But um, also, the reason I did those trades was we were talking so much about how, like, in this this season more than ever feels like you need to have like top five players, top 10 players at their positions who can explode. And and I feel like Etienne and McCaffrey can do that. Although McCaffrey has been sneaky kind of medium the last couple of weeks. Um, I think that's just more of a function of them kind of blowing teams out than anything, but um, he hasn't quite been as good as I expected. But yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, definitely interesting how I wouldn't have been able to, I don't think I would have been able to make that trade for uh, McCaffrey if I didn't have a Mark Cooper, I guess is the way I'm thinking.
1: Yeah. That's kind of like the, the interesting part to me was like this butterfly effect of like, mm-hmm. you know, and like, honestly, I think probably getting rid of, rid of Lamar was like a blessing in disguise for you.
2: Oh, totally. Well, I kind of, I don't, yeah, I guess it was a blessing in disguise. I wanted to get rid of him because I, you know, it's, it's exactly what you're saying when you own a player you follow them every week, and he had been bad well not he'd been pretty bad for a couple of weeks in a row, but if you don't have him, you just think about those first three weeks when he just kept popping up on Red Zone, like throwing bombs and running for sixty yards um and in theory, he should be like a top five quarterback, but he just wasn't that fort- I was fortunate that I was able to like pick up fields for a couple of weeks, and he kind of replaced them but um yeah, definitely. Because if you have Lamar, you have to start him, right? Like, you're not going to bench yeah. Lamar Jackson. So he's kind of like a trap player when he's not playing well. Is is Zeke back? Yeah, he's, he's been pretty good the last couple of weeks, actually. I would say Harsh won that trade for sure at the moment. But also, I didn't need Zeke. So, that's, so it's kind of like... And if, if Juju comes back and is like, you know, what he had been before he got his head taken off... Um, then I think it's uh, actually just, like, a fair deal.
1: That's, I mean, that's a point that, like, is great to bring up, that, like, when I made this, the the Etienne trade, like, Kevin especially hammered the, like, you don't need to make this kind of trade thing. Like, I should have sat on Etienne because I could afford to. Mm
2: -hmm. And like
1: going into the playoffs with, like, that good of a running back, although, like, granted, I also have two really good running backs right now, but having a third that I, like, don't have to think about my flex would feel pretty good. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. And
0: the thing that I was very wrong about with that trade, the reason I thought Anthony wanted so, so much was, sorry, years with Brendan, Anthony was, I didn't think Waddle was remotely going to keep up what he was doing. Yeah. Like I I was like, there's no way, like everyone questioned whether Tua was even going to play in the NFL, like consistently,
2: let alone support two guys like he has. Yeah. So I agree. That's kind of why I I traded him. I thought I was selling high Mm -hmm. and turns out I was just selling him at value, which is, also okay. Like I got good value in return, yeah. but um, he's been just as good before the trade as he was after. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's like another thing is like, you know, sometimes tra- teams just make trades that are mutually beneficial and are like, you know, oh, yeah. I'm, I made the trade being like, I just want a receiver that I can slam into wide receiver one and not have to think about for the rest of the season.
2: Yep. Absolutely.
1: Um, so yeah the i guess the real takeaway of this is that harsh killed his team by trading away cmc and uh we're sorry
2: i wonder how he would have done if he had had cmc and whatever i i guess he would he had trevor lawrence who has actually been i don't know if he still had him on his roster but i only know that because i wanted lawrence in exchange for like as an add-in cuz he had cuz i was giving him lamar and he wouldn't budge which is fine But so he would have been stuck with, not stuck, but he would have had Trevor Lawrence instead of Lamar Jackson and then Christian McCaffrey. I wonder if he, and Lawrence has been pretty good the last couple of weeks. So I wonder if he went back and looked at it, um, how that would have affected uh, his outcomes. He maybe, well, that 40 point week by McCaffrey definitely would have helped him. I don't know if he won that week or not, but um, yeah, it's interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Lawrence has been great recently. He put up like 30, yeah. 35 points last week. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty big, especially with how quarterback starved our league is.
2: Um, I don't think there is like any other huge trades this year, right? Like I think yours and mine and mine and Harsh's were the two like big blockbusters, so to speak.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think um, part of this is also like having these big like boom bust players or having these like big star players that like people are kind of scared to trade them mm-hmm. at least like myself. I've got a lot of like offers of two for ones where it's like you take two of my players and I'll give you give me
2: Austin mm-hmm. Eckler and I just like hard pass. No, thank you. It's yeah, not about that. You, yeah. It's like a common adage in fantasy football that you want to get the best player in the trade. Like that's kind of like what you want. You like trade depth for one player. So everyone tries to do like the two for ones doesn't always work, but I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes it does. So, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just like transitioning into looking back into the draft from this. I think it's interesting. I'm looking at my draft um, and let's see, I have Justin Jefferson still, but uh, my round two, three, four, five and six picks are not on my roster well Kyle Pitts is uh on yeah. IR yeah I know but still right like Elliot traded Pitts injured Robinson garbage Jackson traded Waddle traded um yeah and there's my Pacheco pick too it'd be nice to if I held on to him but what are you gonna do <laughs> but yeah I mean it's just at the draft, you just think that like, oh yeah, this is my team. It's so good, but really, so much changes um, throughout the course of the season that doesn't even fucking matter. I think
1: Pacheco's really like interesting to me. Like, I spent a bunch of time at the start of this season looking for like those like late draft picks to like pick up and sit on my bench, and I think I was successful. I I found some and drafted them. And then ended up having to drop them before I could even like yeah. before they could pan out.
2: Yeah, that's the that's the thing, right? You got to hold them in like, am I going to hold Pacheco until like week nine or whatever? Like, well, no, because of bye weeks and injuries and stuff. That's the tough part.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I think like I was pretty happy with how that worked out for me, but I don't know how to adjust for next season. That's that's a off season uh, training, I guess. Uh,
2: yeah, you know, I'm looking at like the last four rounds here um you know eric drafted uh brian robinson <laughs> so that's probably the most valuable pick in that draft in those last four rounds so it can happen yeah he just but he had to hold on to him for like six or seven weeks and we all know how Eric's team in that did in that time. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Eric also drafting Javante Williams in the second round like a Broncos anything is just like kind of the funniest to look back on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm, Williams and
0: Hall both on IR too, so two of his top three guys. See ya. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I think, and, um, you know, no one but Kevin saw just how bad the Broncos were going to be.
2: Bang, bang, bang. (laughs) Yeah, props to Kevin there. Thank you. Um, Yeah, but I wanted to go back and and look at the quarterback situation in SSFL because I feel like people are – I just feel like this year is different. I don't know how you guys feel, but people are rostering more quarterbacks. The good quarterbacks seem to have separated themselves from like the middle. And it used to be like, you can pick anyone up at any time and play them. But now you're like looking at the waiver wire and you're like Mac Jones. No, <laughs> I don't want him. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about it.
1: Uh, I'm going to edit this all out because I've been saying for years that quarterbacks are underrated and I'm just going to keep drafting them before everyone else.
2: Hmm.
0: I like it this way.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I <assume you> mean. <laughs>
0: yeah i I think it's more that it's like the opposite of the cream rising to the top like wow. it's whatever that is that's going down like the the bad options are awful yeah like 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 it's, it's like it's like this it seems like to be the statue guys like <clears throat> mac jones matt ryan like everyone's on to the the sneaky athletic quarterbacks like all those guys are taken so i think it's like you're picking from even worse pickings than before
2: mm. Mm, yeah, that makes That's sense. That's a great point. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, sorry, just a small sidetrack. Um, people who drafted um like Broncos skill position players, um James drafted Cortland Sutton, missed playoffs, Harsh drafted Russell Wilson, missed playoffs, um, ah. Eric drafted Javante Williams missed playoffs. The only one who is potentially gonna make playoffs is Mike, who drafted Jerry Judy, so I don't know, <laughs> I think that's kind of funny
1: I think we've determined that the Broncos are cursed, Yeah, is what we've actually
2: decided Um. Anyway, sorry, back on track to uh, quarterbacks, so like, I feel like this was the latest that quarterbacks got drafted in any SSFL draft, I, I don't have numbers to back that up, but it's just a feeling, like the first three rounds, no quarterbacks were drafted, first three and a half, right Josh Allen, first one gone, halfway through the fourth round Um, I think is this just a case of like the pendulum swinging too far on the weight on quarterbacks thing?
1: I think that the problem, not the problem, the situation this year is that it was less clear who the first overall quarterback would be. And it's a lot easier to like draft someone in the third round when it's like, they are head and shoulders above. And like, at least for myself, I went into the draft being like, I probably won't be the first person to draft a quarterback but I'm going to try and be the second. Mm. Like once that run starts, I want to be in it. But if I get any of Herbie, Allen, Mahomes, uh, I'll be fine with it.
2: Mm. Interesting. Yeah. That's a good point. You kind of didn't want to beat that. It felt like you didn't want to be the first guy to grab Josh Allen because it's like, well, if I just waited, I could have maybe gotten like an equal, possibly equivalent quarterback later. So yeah.
1: And I'm a coward and I don't want to have to pick between them. So if someone picks the other one, then I just pick the one that's left on the board.
2: But when you like, so I'm just looking back now on like the first two rounds of um, the, sorry, rounds two and three of the draft. And Josh Allen has been maybe not as good as the number one overall quarterback, but he's still been good. But if you want to play this game with Mahomes, you can as well. But like, I am I count, like, uh, like a handful of players I would rather have than Mahomes in the first, like, in rounds two and three. Most of them are, like, not that great. And I wish I had just picked Patrick Mahomes instead. That's kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the, um, like, the risk to drafting quarterbacks early is just the replacement value, right?
2: Yeah, I know, but, like, I'm looking, like, would I even Elliot who's been you know for all intents and purposes fairly good I'd rather have Patrick Mahomes and he's my second round pick and compared to other second round picks he's kind of he was a good pick right and so it's just like it's just crazy I mean definitely would rather have him than Cam Akers (laughs) I was just gonna make that joke (laughs) yeah that's
1: absolutely right I mean I'd rather have him over Mark Andrews too That one's like
2: close just because of the tight end premium Yeah. Um, but yeah I mean Swift, DJ Moore Elijah Mitchell, DK Metcalf George Kittle um, Corlin Sutton definitely, Mike Evans has been kind of Najee like-
0: Harris, Javante Williams and Brees Hall <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it's just uh, not even here
1: just dunking on the other co-host I oh, guess that's-, yes, that's Eric's team <laughs> I
2: guess that's fair after the misrepresentation I took. Um, Um, So I guess my question is next draft, are we going to see a run on quarterbacks way earlier?
0: For sure. There's no way. I don't know. Okay. Maybe I, maybe not a run, but the first quarterback is certainly going at least around earlier than that. I would put money on that as well. I would be shocked if we got to the end of the
1: third
2: without a quarterback coming off the board. At this rate it's gonna be Mahomes, who's gonna be the QB one, I think, Ooh. rankings wise. I I mean I'm biased, I agree.
1: I think that the only thing that would change that is like a huge playoff run by someone else.
0: But guys, Tyreek Hill's gone and Kelsey's getting older. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, if you just don't cover Kelsey, it makes it easy for him to look really, really good. <laughs> I haven't done it for like ten
2: years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I I don't understand it. i I'm convinced it's a conspiracy. <laughs> there's he's so a voodoo
1: going on he's out there doling out bribes and making little dolls of uh cornerbacks well, yeah, they're,
2: they're like sending out these like it feels like they send out the smallest skinniest like third string corner to cover him every time i don't understand it but uh yeah who knows
1: yeah i um i mean i'm not gonna complain it's great but
2: like, would you rather have Patrick Mahomes or um, Joe Mixon? Mixon? Joe Mixon. Okay, what about Patrick Mahomes or Alvin Kamara? K- Mahomes this year. Mahomes. Yeah, right? Okay. Patrick Mahomes or Debo Samuel? Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes or Najee Harris? <clears throat> <laughs> Mahomes right so that's already like three and I I would I would think about it with Mixon I know he had that like one big game but he's been like pretty medium the whole time and so I mean that to me makes him worth a first round pick Patrick Mahomes obviously I don't know this in hindsight but like the the idea is that if you are too far too far he's not a first round pick but but I yeah, think, but you just said those are all first-round players, right? Sure, but that's
0: so hindsight. We're literally no, sitting know. here saying that. So, I mean, but yeah, but if if he, if he ends up being the quarterback three, then that's not true. Like, that's also part of the equation. Yeah, oh, yeah,
2: that's that's totally fair. Yeah, I right?
1: think, yeah, I think the, the equation isn't would you rather have A or B. It's like would you rather have Mahomes and Patterson or, you know, chubb and prescott or something like you know it's that combination where totally to pick mahomes early you're giving something up
2: totally but if those are like if there's four or five players out of 14 in the first round um that like we're just going to assume next year that there's going to be four or five players by week 13 that are going to be worse than having patrick mahomes on your team right that means when you're sitting at the end of the first round you have a you, it feels like maybe you should be thinking about it at the very least.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, looking back at my rankings from the draft, I had like, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, like maybe 10 players ranked above Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. And like, obviously there's some like scarcity there that doesn't factor into that right away. But like quarterbacks are good.
2: Yeah, it was a weird thing with Mahomes this year too where like people, I feel like for some reason people forget that he's the best quarterback in the league and then everyone got really excited about like Josh Allen and then Mahomes is just like, was at the beginning year quietly just going about his business and now it's like becoming very clear that he's just still the best quarterback in the league. (laughs) That was weird. I mean, I think uh, you all like,
1: do this too, where it's like, oh, sometimes he has off games, or like, they lost the last they don't, you don't do this, this is the like, biggest brain rot, they're like, oh, they lost the last game they couldn't win the Super Bowl or whatever mm-hmm. and like, seeing someone like Matt Stafford win the Super Bowl is like, I think people have a lot of like, bad recency bias there mm-hmm.
2: Totally, yeah, I, Josh I, Allen played so well in the playoffs so <clears throat> I think people got excited
0: Yeah, and out-dueled him too, even like in that game, I think he played better than the Holmes did when they lost in overtime. There, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So I think that was part of it, and then you get the rushing on top of it. Um, just on the draft, though, I do think that this year is really underscoring <clears throat> how much of a uh, absolute cuck slave our our league mates are to just drafting running backs because they need to draft a running back. Uh, yeah. We're talking about the two positions of scarcity being tight end and quarterback. That's been very true. And this year of all years, there's that much, that gap. I think it's becoming very evident that in, you're wasting high draft capital on shit running backs that you can be using in quality players of other positions. I think that's what people would really benefit from personally.
2: Yeah. for Just like what you said about QBs, like the bad players being bad. I feel like the exact same thing happened to tight end where it's like, you know, Kelsey and Andrews are just as good as they've always been. But usually there's like this middle ground that you can kind of like find. But I feel like Waller, Pitts, Kittle just been god awful.
1: Yeah, I totally, totally agree with that. With both points. I think, that Kevin, that's a really good way of putting it. It's like, you know, feeling like you need to take a running back, but it's just a shit running back. Like maybe you're better off waiting around and just taking a flyer on someone.
2: Some of these receivers, right? Like, Obviously Jefferson like we've talked about this before many times, but Jefferson cut before he got hurt. Chase got off the slow start but before he got hurt it was great. Diggs has been amazing. Adams Lamb is good. Tyreek Hill is amazing. Those yeah. I mean, the only one in there is like Debo, who has been a little bit hit or miss. But those are the wide receivers taken in the first two rounds. Um, and there are some not great running backs on teams right now that were taken ahead of them. So yeah.
1: Where do you think St. Brown goes next year?
2: Yeah, that's a, that's
1: a great question. He's been really good. Assuming, like, you know,
0: basically what's happening continues to happen. I don't think – well, I mean, for our league, certainly top 14. So, like, a wide receiver one, I just think, like, top 10 possibly. Yeah, I mean, like – Pretty close.
2: I'm, I'm looking at, like, like T. Higgins – Michael Pittman were like the wide receiver like and Keenan Allen were like 9 10 11 I think so I think he would probably jump ahead of those guys so yeah he he could sneak into the top 10 if someone really likes him yeah okay
1: that kind of matches I that I was just like you know those are the kind of players where um it's interesting to see where these like breakout players kind of
0: end up in their next year in fantasy
2: mm-hmm.
0: anything else we want to overreact to I'm proud of Mike for drafting Cam Akers in the second round and and having playoff fate in his own Cam hands. Akers and Jerry like, Judy. He broke the Broncos
2: <laughs> curse and the Cam Akers disaster. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. How? Yeah. How? Yeah. That's anyway, a good point. His team.
0: <laughs> Wait. When, he even drafted well, Trey Lance. I was just
1: gonna say, like, well, I mean, like, Trey Lance is fine, but like after drafting Joe Burrow.
2: Two rounds ago, <laughs> the okay, the worst <laughs> thing, though he drafted Deshaun Watson, which is honestly unexcusable, morally
1: reprehensible. Which I gotta say, Justin, my dude, I thought you were better than this.
2: Nice. I did not I, have I you on I, my I get to sharp Play list. against him this week, and so I get to cheer extra hard against the Browns. He's gonna be in the box <laughs> with all the women. Voodoo cursing
0: him. I for one didn't think he was any better than this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well maybe we'll get him on next week to defend himself it is no chance. To interesting really. how like, <laughs> I feel like the Browns went yeah. from like these like darlings of the NFL with Jacoby Brissett to like the most hated team in the league in, in one week it'll be interesting to see what they do
1: I mean I told you guys Nick Chubb was dog shit a long time ago so <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Bad the start of off draft was really, really good. Uh, Cup, Chubb, A.J. Brown, mm-hmm. even Penny. Um, yeah. And then he lost six yeah. weeks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> this game that we play, why bother? Prescott yeah. getting
0: hurt really hurt totally. him. Yeah. Especially with what we were just talking about with the quarterback thing, and he drafted Fields only to yeah. donate him to the yeah. waiver wire. So it's, that feels it's a, bad.
2: It's a it's know. such a long season, and things change. Like it. What always um, gets me is like at the start of the season, it's like week one, right? Obviously, and then <laughs> and then I feel like it's week seven. Like, hold on, hold on, hold on.
0: <laughs> you lost me. I know, what you're,
2: you know what you're starting like again. It's, oh it's like God. you're all excited for week one. You're like, oh yeah, like week one, week one of like 18 or whatever. It's gonna, it's gonna be a long. And then next thing you know, it's like you're like three and three or something. You're like, oh, we're six weeks in. Holy shit! What the fuck happened? I don't know. It's just like it just flies. Up. Yeah,
1: I can relate <laughs> to all of that except being three and three. Like,
2: and I say this nice. every year. Like, Kevin, you drafted DeAndre Hopkins, right? And at the at the draft, I'm always like, ah, oh, six weeks is such a long time. But then the, when these players, it, and there's always a couple every year, right? And then when they come back from their suspension or injury or whatever, I'm like, why didn't I just draft them and stick them on my bench for six weeks? Like, I don't understand. It's like, <laughs> I want instant gratification.
1: I totally agree, though, that like, it does not feel like playoffs is next week yeah. or two weeks from now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it goes very quickly.
0: And it just makes me more excited to draft next year in Vegas. Well, Brendan, that's because you and I don't really have to sweat next week too much either way. So, play on house money. Yeah, do I exactly. Well, I, if you lose
2: I have playoffs, Kevin, we have the yeah, same that's record. It's <laughs> the same record. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> yeah, you're so used to like making your snide little like, Ooh, we don't talk to, I don't talk to guys. I don't. don't I do that the least. Meetings. And now we got the same record. So, <laughs> can... child <Child-eating> <laughs> 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 <No, laughs> eating jello. No, eating doubles. That.
0: Um, okay, <laughs> same number of W's. No way. All right, Anthony. While we're on the topic, three of your top four players have gotten ser- uh relatively serious injuries in the last two weeks uh confidence level uh out of four um
2: what like confidence level of of what
0: your team moving forward considering three i'll repeat three of your four best players have picked um, up considerable injuries and you need to win you're not getting a buy you know that
2: we know I'm that not so yep, Wait, not i'm not getting a buy so i need to win i'll bet you a shotgun you're not getting a buy so i need to win but you need to win oh, more games I and teams you, that are I getting got a got
0: buy and i'll bet be you a shotgun, shotgun you don't get a
2: buy that i don't get a buy um i mean i've been saying that i'm gonna get a buy this whole time so i guess i'll take you up on that yeah okay <laughs> I, sounds good um, well, there will um, certainly be lots of shotguns uh <laughs> when we're at uh, um i think I don't actually think any of the injuries are that serious other than maybe fields. So like mm. Etienne's, they said he could come back last week. They just held him out to be safe. And so he's going to be back this week. McCaffrey sounds like it's just, I, I think they're just taking it easy with him. And Juju is a concussion. Those aren't, you know, you can't re-aggravate your brain. Right.
0: Don't, don't bring Juju into the discussion of your top three players that are injured. Don't you do that. <laughs> That's not true. I would be concerned about McCaffrey because the 49ers are clearly trending in the right direction and there's not a ton of reason to push that, especially when the other running back has arguably hurt, looked though. just as good. Uh, six, he's out. He's 6-8. Is weeks. he? Oh, that's... No, I'm talking about Jordan Mason. And why? Because
2: you picked him up? And tra- <laughs> No, because <laughs> yeah.
0: people, lots of people are saying. Uh, and tra- <laughs> Many people are saying and uh Travis Etienne, a couple more weeks. There's a chance they don't have a ton to play for, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'd be worried, and I know you are. And the Fields AC joint or whatever it is. They sat him. They're not gonna play him because he runs and he owns only good when he runs. They're only yeah, gonna perfect. play him if he's well, healthy. They're not gonna play this for this
2: week. He has the bye week 14, and then he's back for the playoff run. They will play him because they want to get him wrecked, right? Uh, they're they're trying to like develop him. So um And no, the Niners are tied with uh, Seahawks for first in the division. So they will be playing all the way to the end, trying to win. Um, And the Mm -hmm. Jacksonville Jaguars are rebuilding as well. So they're going to want to get reps for their best players. So I I, like, I know you're trying to do this weird thing or you like make me like uncomfortable, but uh, yeah, I'm just not, I'm not concerned. I mean, I got the most points for in the league, Kevin. So it's the best team. Well,
0: I mean, that's why I'm talking about the top three of your four best players that helped get you those points oh, already are now injured. That's I'm like it's different. Team here.
2: Let me see. You're starting Admir Abdullah <laughs> and Antonio Gibson. Are you nervous, Kevin? Okay. Yes, always. <laughs> it doesn't work. You two are, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Doom and Gloom, yeah. like if you? That's better? not Doom and Gloom. It's Antonio yeah, Gibson. It's I forgot doing Kevin doing. is playing this game me? where he can't be wrong because like he's like all sad and so yeah, life if, baby. <laughs> if he loses, it's like oh, this is the way it's gonna be anyway. And then if he wins, he's like oh, I overcame my like tough break, you know. And, and he's right through you. That's all I'm saying.
0: That's all right. <laughs>
1: Well, as long as you get it done this week, we'll forgive you. How about uh, that? God, I hope so.
2: Honestly, though, are you, how are All you feeling right. against Kyle this week? Uh, pretty good. Like, like I said, like the I had a
0: down week last week, and my team's been overall pretty consistent, so I'm not too worried about it. And I do think Kyle's due for aggression, so I think law of averages, I should win. Um, and if not, then I have to play a game yep. next week. Yeah,
2: fair enough. Very
0: diplomatic answer. No, but yeah,
2: you're still locked
1: for playoffs either way.
2: Yeah, oh, the buy is so
0: hell
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, the buy is huge.
0: Yeah, would be nice, but you know, all right,
1: thanks for coming, and we'll uh see you for tiebreaker mm-hmm. week next week. Um-